great. You ever get a new car? Just smells good, doesn't it? New house. New is great. It sounds like potential, sounds like opportunity, unless you think about it for too long. Unless you think about it too long, then it, then it sounds like change, and then it sounds like unknown. We sit here on, the, on a new year today, the first day of 2017. And I want to encourage you to do something today in the remaining 364. And instead of maybe fearing the unknown, that you would walk with the known. Don't, don't fear the unknown, but walk with the one that you know. You know him. You know him. So what do you know about new? I'll tell you what you know about new. You know the God is about the new. Amen? God resurrected and deemed the word new. He, he is new. God, God is the author of new. We walk into a new year with a canvas that is open, clean. But here's what happens sometimes. We walk in the new with old stuff. Can I tell you not to do that? Can I tell you that? He said, well, well, well God, didn't, God didn't do this in 16. Don't walk into 17 thinking that. Well, well I'm a mess, right? I end 16 in a mess. Don't take that mess into 17. You walk with the author of new into new. And you don't walk into the unknown with what you already have. You walk into the unknown with the one you know. That's how you walk into 17. Then you have a new year. See, God's the author of new. In James 1.17, he says that all good things come down from heaven above. He resurrects new. New is one of God's promises to us. Amen it is. It's one of his promises. And we serve a God that does not break promises. I want you to turn your Bible to Revelation. You say, wow, you're going to begin the new year of Revelation? Yes. Revelation 21. I want you to see this. Revelation 21. Look at verse 5. Revelation 21.5 says this. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Mm. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. I want to tell you happy new year. Okay? He is making all things new. New. Write this down. Because these are trustworthy and true, my friend. Don't you come in the 17 with a bunch of stinking thinking. Because you'll stink in 17 too. You better flush and you better walk new into what he has for you. Because if you carry the same eyesight from 16 into 17, 
What you missed in 16, chances are good you'll miss it in 17. You see, a lot of people go into a new year like they came out of the old year. Wrong. That is not how you come into new. I promise you this. If you got new clothes and you took your old ones off, you might walk like this in your old ones. But you put new ones on and you'd be strutting, strutting, strutting. And you stand in front of the men going, I look, I look good in these. You're the same cat. You just change your outer appearance. But I'm going to tell you, you walk in the new, you, look, you feel different. Can you not take the author of new with you into new and see what he does for you? Because I'm going to tell you, if you'll hold the hand of the author of new, he'll blow your mind with what he's going to do in 17. Don't walk into 17 thinking like you did finishing 16 because you won't have a good year. You won't. You say, oh, yeah, I am. I'm going to have a different, I'm going to have a real good year. No, you're not. No, because the battle starts here. And if you don't get the battle right here, these things right here won't do anything new. They won't. Your mama said you got to flush after you go. Flush. Because if you don't, you're going to take the same stuff with you. And it stinks. It will stink. If it doesn't right now, it'll stink. All right? You need to get you some Clorox toilet bowl cleaner and get them rings off that toilet and flush and move on to new. Because that old stuff ain't going to work. God says, I'm an author of new, and I make all things new. You can't decide in your life what he's going to make new. He said, I'm making all new. All new. And he said, I am sitting on the throne. You see what he says first? He who sat on the throne. Can I just tell you something? You're not on the throne. You're not on that throne. He occupies that seat. He tells you that he's got a new thing in you. You've got to believe the one who's on the throne and quit taking him off and putting yourself up there. You're not on that throne. You're not on that throne. He's on that throne. And he says, I'm making all things new. All things new. I want to look today at three simple things that he makes new. Three things. Number one, he restores. God's, one of God's most beautiful characteristics is he restores. He restores. He restores you to the right relationships, not only the right relationships, but the number one right relationship, and that's the relationship with him. He left heaven to make that right with you. Taylor Swift sings a song. We will never, ever, ever get back together Hey, I'm going to say something to you. That's a bad Taylor shift, but I'm going to tell you right now. God did not sing that over you. God's not out there going, we will never, ever, ever get back together. God is saying, I'll take you back anytime. I'll take you back anytime. All right? I'm just telling you right now, my daughter will not go home with me after this. I'm just telling you. Anybody want to adopt Natalie? Because she's not coming home with me. She's like, I'm so glad half the church is gone. Yeah, <laughs> me too. All right? But listen, Taylor Swift isn't God, okay? She may never, ever, ever, ever want you back, but God said, I'll take you back anytime. I'll take you back anytime. I don't care what you did to me. 
I don't care how bad you drug my name in the dirt. I don't care how bad your past is. I don't care how bad you stink. You, listen, don't clean yourself up. You bring all your stink with you. I'll take that stink. You just, I, I, I'll take you back. God is a restorer, man. God is doing a new thing. I mean, there, there, there are people in this audience today that three, four, five years ago, your life was nasty. And today it's new. And it's not new because you tried harder. Because if that would have worked years ago, you'd have been new. Come on. You know why it's new today for many of you in this room? Because you died. See, when you die, then he restores it. Because he makes all things new, man. So if you're sitting here today going, he, he won't want me back. Man, if he, do you know what I did in 16? I promised God so many things, and I didn't do any of them. I, I started good, but I never finished anything. Man, I'm embarrassed of what I did to him. Trust me. He got big old broad shoulders, and he died on a big old rugged cross. And he stretched out his arms, and he said, you put it on me. You put it on me. I can take this. There's nothing that you did that he can't restore. You can't get too far from God. God will take you back in your ugliness, man. I promise you, my dad was saved in jail. A Baptist deacon for 21 years. You tell me how dirty you have to get. And what got him there was even dirtier. Listen, you can't get too dirty for God. He will never, ever, ever say to you, I'll never take you back. He'll take you back. He's a restorer. What I love about God in the area of restoring God can even restore the days and the years that were lost by sin. He told Joel, in Joel chapter 2, verse 25, he says that I will, I'll give you everything back that the locust ate. Hmm, everything back. On this bracelet right here, Melissa and I, our verse is Proverbs 6.31. You will pay back sevenfold what's been taken from you. And we're just waiting on that. That's beautiful. We're getting some of it already. But, I mean, I'm telling you, he will give back time. You say, well, man, my relationship with so-and-so is messed up. and I've wasted so many years. I'm going to promise you this. He will restore that relationship in 17 and give you back all that time lost. He'll give it all back to you because God is a restorer. If he's the maker of time, do you think he's going to waste time? He can take that time and give it back to you. He can give it back to you because he is the restorer. All through Scripture, you see, he restores sight to the blind, the ability to walk to the cripple, hearing to the deaf, and new clean skin to those who were diseased. Jesus didn't just heal a condition. He restored life, security, and hope to broken people. You got anything broke right now? Anything broke? You're sitting here going, I'll tell you what's broke, preacher. My marriage on life support, man. It's on life support. We're trying to look good. We're trying to smell good. We're trying to dress up, too. We're trying to even hold hands in public. But I'm going to tell you right now, we are far apart in the house. We're far apart. We're holding on by a string, man. If God doesn't come through in 17, I don't know if we'll see 18. Can I tell you this? He's a restorer of that. He said it's been a lot of years. We're just renting. We're like two ships that pass in a night. 
We're doing it in the same house, but we don't know each other. Can I tell you this? He can bring that honeymoon right back. He can. You got to believe that. And you got to know that. He is, he is the doer of new things. He makes all things new. You got to you speak that junk, you got to get that out. That, that speaking comes right there. You got to flush. Because if you speak that over your marriage, it'll stay in your marriage. If you'll speak new over your marriage, you'll get new. You'll get new. You got to believe, believe, believe. All through Scripture, you look at Peter. He looked at Peter and said, before the cock crows three times, you'll deny me. And he did. Did he count Peter out? Nope. He said, on you, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. You're a rock. You're a rock. I'll build on that rock. Listen to me. He didn't count Peter out. He didn't. He didn't say, Peter, we're never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. He didn't say that to Peter. He said, hear that crow? Mm, that's a third time for you, dude. Oh, I'm done now. No, 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 no. You're not done. I'm about to raise up a new thing in you. I'm going to build my church on you. I'm going to tell you, somebody in here needs to hear that. because y'all, Somebody in here already told God, God, count me out because I'm not worth it. You need to stop that. That's not God. That's not even in Scripture. He says, I'll make all things new. That's you. Nicodemus. Nicodemus was far from God and came to him at night and gave his life to Christ and was born again. And Nicodemus was right there and took the body of Jesus from the cross. He didn't count Nicodemus out. He didn't hold all those years against him. He didn't say, well, all these years, you denied me, so I'm not going to put you in a prominent seat. No. Nicodemus was the man with Joseph who took the body of Christ. Right there. Don't count yourself out. I've said before, don't you write a book. Don't read a book that, that hadn't been written about you. That God, hadn't, God hadn't read that book about you. Don't write yourself off. Too many times, man, we, we live our life out of a book that hadn't even been written. God's writing a new book for you. Don't read old nasty book. That's not you. He restores. He's a restorer. Number two, he renames. Mm, love that. He renames. Names carry significance in Scripture. Eve was called the mother of all living. Isaac was called laughter. Samuel was called ask of God. He, re he renames and when he renames in Scripture, what does he do? He gives new purpose, redeemed life. Abram, Abram was named Abraham. Why? Because he followed through on the promise that he had made him to be a father of nations. Simon was renamed Peter. Saul was renamed Paul. Why? Because there was a new purpose that he had for them. Listen to me. You may have the same name that you had when your mama gave you that name. But when you gave your life to Christ, you got a new name. Amen? You got a new name. He renames you. The struggle that you're going to have is that some of you have not been living in your name in 16, and so you fear walking in the 17. Well, if you haven't been living your name in 16, you got to stop it. Because your name, if you know Christ as your Savior and Lord, is child of the King, child of the risen Lord. He's given you a new name. Somebody's, I, you know, all the time we used to say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That just sounds depressing to say. You ever seen anybody say that real excited? 
No, they usually say, well, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, that's just pathetically sad. <laughs> no, what you are is you were a sinner, and now you have been saved by grace. See, you're not a sinner when you make that statement. You are a saint, according to Scripture. And if you know you are a saint, you will live like a saint. If you think you're just a sinner, all you're going to do is live like a sinner. Because I'm going to tell you something. One thing true about a football team or any kind of team, if they say they're losers, they will lose. I guarantee you. I've never seen a team leave a locker room that said, well, you know, we're just losers. Yeah, that's right. Let's go win. (laughs) What? They don't do that. You can't do it. Because they implode. What the enemy has done to many people is, they, many people listen to the enemy about identity. The enemy says, you are this. Jesus said, no, that's, you, this is this side of the cross. You're not that anymore. You've been redeemed. I've given you a new name. You bear my name. Your righteousness is because of what I did on the cross for you. That's what you walk in. Because if you believe that's who you are, you're going to walk in that junk. But if you believe you're this, you're going to walk in that. See, the problem is, when you believe you're this right here, guess what you accumulate around you? People that think and believe the same thing. I guarantee you, losers have loser friends. Teenagers? If you're, if you're a kid, a teenager, college student, that likes to be one thing with mom and dad and party like you don't have a brain in another world, guess what your friends do? They're one thing in front of their parents and they're party like crazy when they're away from them. I guarantee you, you will smell just like your friends. You will do just like your friends. Because who wants to be a kid who's one thing in front of their parents and exactly the same thing in front of their friends when all their friends say, I'm going to be something totally different when I'm not around my parents? That kid will be out of that group, ostracized, not invited, not included, not even looked forward to having over. They won't even do it until you leave. When you leave, then they do it. Or they do it in front of you and laugh at you. Listen to me. He renames you. For what? A purpose bigger than yourself. What name are you walking in? You walking in your old name? Or are you walking in your new name? Because my friends, he makes all things new. So walk in your new name. You have a new identity. Walk in that in 17. Last is this. Last is this. He resurrects. He resurrects. God makes dead things live again. I want you to go to your scripture. Go to Romans. Go to Romans. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Let's begin in verse 10. Romans 8, 10. I'm going to go a little further than I want to because it has to do a little bit with some of that stuff I talked about about the name, but I want you to listen to it all. Romans 8.10. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if alive because of righteousness, and if the spirit in him that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, who who raised Christ from the dead will also give your... Give life to your mortal bodies, though your spirit, who, though his spirit who lives in you. Look at 12. Therefore, brothers, have, you have an obligation. 
But it is not of the sinful nature, but a living, living according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But, if you, but by the Spirit, you will be put to death the misdeeds of the body, and you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. He renames you, remember. For you did not receive the Spirit that makes you slave again to fear, but you received the Spirit of sonship, and by which... And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with, with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if you are children, then you are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed you share his sufferings in order that we might also share in his glory. Listen to me. You are heirs of Christ. You are sonship. You have a new name. There's nothing worse than a person trying to live a life that is not theirs. When you're alive in Christ and you try to live a dead life of sin, that is just weird. It don't even look natural. It don't even feel natural. Listen to me. He, re, he resurrects. If you are in Christ, and you have to answer this. I can't answer this. The Spirit will testify if you're in Christ. That's what the Scripture says. But if you're in Christ, you've been resurrected from the dead. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. That's it. That's it. You have to, you've got to walk into 17 understanding that you have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living in you. He wants to do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing. All things are new. You have the same power. Do you understand that? Do you live in that? Because if you don't get that, you're not going to have a powerful life of 17. You're going to take life. He didn't want you to take it. He wants you to live it. Too many people just take it, man. Don't take it. Claim it. If your kids are going through stuff, your marriage is going through stuff, man, you claim it. You claim the word. You claim it with power. You speak it over it. You call on the Holy Spirit. You speak like a child of God. You don't take stuff. Well, that's just a phase they go through. No, it's not. That's a phase you've let them go through. Nowhere in Scripture does it say they got to go through a phase. They don't have to go through a phase. That's crazy. That is, that is not living victoriously. You claim it over your kids, man. You claim it over your marriage. You claim it over your home. You speak like you've got power. Too many times, man, we live like we're not. You, listen to me. You have been resurrected. Do you understand that? You say, oh, no, Jesus has been resurrected. No, you've been resurrected. The same power that raised Christ lives in you. When you died to sin, just like we do with baptism, you're buried in Christ with baptism. And what do I always say? You're raised to walk. A what? New life. New life. Then, then, then why do we stop? If you're buried and you're raised again, walk like you're raised again. Don't walk like you're still in there. I mean, if Jesus is in the tomb, don't go get in yours. That just looks weird. You're resurrect. He resurrects, all right? There is no more guilt. There is no more shame. There is no more saying, God, are you real? He is real. you got to live like that. He resurrects, my friend. He resurrects. He makes all things new. For some of us, the idea of fighting this battle another year seems overwhelming. By this truth, you have the same power that Christ that raised Christ from the dead. Some of us are trying to walk into 17 the same way we came out of 16. 
we were beat up and had a struggle in 16, we say, well, I'm, not, I'm just going to carry the same thing in the same. No, you're not. No, you're not. Revelation says this. He who sits on the throne is doing a new thing. Doing a new thing. He will make all things new. Write this down because it is a trustworthy and true. My friend, listen to me. You've got to walk in the 17. We as a church and we as a people walk in the 17, understanding that he does all things new. All things new. The power of God to make all things new. He restores lost time. He bestows new identity. And he creates a new life. I want you to go to Jeremiah. I want you to see this. A very familiar scripture, but I want you to see it. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, okay, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. And I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I want you to walk in to 17 that way. Man, he wants to prosper you. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Open it up. Walk in that. God, you've come to make all things new. Start with me. Amen. That's our prayer. God, you come to make all things new. Start with me. Start with me. Dad, start with me. Mom, start with me. Kids, start with me. That's how I want to walk into it because he will restore, restore relationships. Some of you need relationships that need to be restored. You know that. They're broken. Some of them are with your mom. Some with your dad. Some with family members. Some with ex-bosses, co-workers, people you know. They're broken. They were broken 16. They're going to be broken 17 unless you allow God to make it new. you got to let it new. He can, he can restore that. He can restore that. you got to walk in true identity. He's renamed you. Now you got to walk in that name. Okay? And you got to understand that the resurrecting power that raised Christ from the dead is the same resurrection power that lives in you today. He makes all things new. Let's pray. Father, this morning, as we're moving just a little bit to time of invitation, worship team will come up. And, but God, this is a time for us to come face to face with what you said. God, as we sit here on the eve of a new year, God, may we truly, truly, truly believe. Not just read Revelation 21.5, but believe Revelation 21.5. That you who sit on the throne are making all things new. God, there are people in this room that need new. They need new. They know the area they need new. And Father, I pray during this invitation time that, God, they will allow themselves to believe the word and what it says. Truly believe that you're making all things new and put themselves in a position for that blessing today. God, as we stand, I pray you move us out of the Spirit of God. May we move out of obedience. If you call us to move, may we move today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite